This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. You mean to tell me, being in the fifth car in line on the bottom, coming to the finishes, three wide at Daytona like that, wasn't not the right move? He lost me. What was the first word he said? That's when he lost me. <laughs> In other words, uh, <laughs> TJ, you just keep spotting. Uh, that is, this is the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Go to spyoptic.com now and check out their exclusive offer for Dirty Mo Radio listeners. Take 20% off your purchase of any Dale Jr. Signature 88 Collection sunglasses just by entering code Dale Yeah. Dale at yeah. Checkout. A lot of uh, shirts, a lot of stickers in Talladega over the weekend. Those things are going like a wildfire. With yeah. Mike Davis and Amanda Troutman, I am Taylor Zarzer. It is the Dale Jr. Download. Mike, uh, I'm sure, like everybody else, you had uh, a lot of thoughts racing through your head with that race for the 88. Uh, before we hear your thoughts, before I share mine, before anybody and everybody shares theirs, let's just hear what Dale Jr. had to say because – we could sit here all day and talk about accountability or, or what happened or what he should have done or be frustrated, but the fact that this man is willing to face the music and talk to this audience exclusively is what I respect most about him. And maybe you heard it on Amanda's recap that she does on Monday, but we got to play it again here right now. Here's Dale Jr. Hey, everybody. Um, just got home from Talladega. Not a good day. Just um, real disappointed. And obviously how we finished, disappointed in how I ran the race and disappointed in a lot of things. But we, uh, you know, run around there and had a, I had plenty of race car. And we got ourselves some track position and actually got up into the lead and was able to really hold the lead pretty easily. I felt like that everything was working out as we, like we planned it. And we were going to be up there in the top five the rest of the day. And, you know, trying to, trying to win the race was going to be on our mind the rest of the deal but we didn't feel like we could make it on fuel so we gave up the lead a couple of them guys gambled and made it work you know 20 laps there there was really nowhere to go and no point in sitting there and riding in the back of it and they ended up wrecking a couple times and you know but there at the end i didn't do what i needed to do in the last 10 laps of the race when i should have been up there getting a little more aggressive and trying to trying to find spots and positions i didn't do what i was supposed to do I know a lot of people disappointed, and I'm disappointed that they're disappointed. I'm, I feel like that uh, I should have put on a better effort uh, just for the people that come out there to watch this race and obviously my crew. So I feel like I let a lot of people down, and I'll just have to live with that. And that's the decision I made, and that's how it all works out, and i got to move on to the next race, not really spend too much time worrying about it. So hate it all come out like that, and I learned you know, some pretty good lessons, some pretty hard lessons today. Hopefully... Uh, we won't have a, ever have a repeat of that again. There you go. There are his thoughts there. And I, and I have to tell you, um, Mike, I, I know a lot of people were disappointed, and quite honestly, they should have been. Yeah. And, and what happened on, on Sunday, there's there's no dancing around it. They, they should have been disappointed in what happens. And I, I don't want to come across as a bunch of homers here uh, because of, of what you just heard there. But the thing that I appreciate more than anything else about Dale Earnhardt Jr. is that accountability right there. Whenever anybody asked me about this podcast, Mike, and what was it like to work with him and his reaction to it, that's the first thing I say is just how much he cares about the people that care about him. You can clearly tell there by his words, I, I'm disappointed that you're disappointed. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the, the fact that he gave that much accountability after the race. There's some other people in that race that could have shown a lot more accountability uh, and every week. And it doesn't matter what we're talking about, sports or anything else, there are people that aren't accountable for their actions. I greatly appreciate how accountable he was. And you know what? He should be disappointed in what happened on Sunday. There's 
It was a bad day all around, no question. Well, that's a man uh, stepping up and taking ownership of what happened, and I can appreciate that just like you can, Taylor. I hope the fans appreciate that. And i got to tell you something else. It makes me proud the fact that we've had this forum like Dirty Mo' Radio yeah. in which Junior can go home after he's had time to think about all, how that race played out, and then he can lay down his thoughts for us on Dirty Mo' Radio. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to appreciate there. And I hope through all the emotions, and I, I will never tell a fan how they should feel or, you know, that they're wrong for feeling one way. There was a lot of opinions expressed on Twitter, for sure, and I respect everyone's opinion. Doesn't mean that I think that they're all educated. Doesn't mean that there's a lot that could have been going on that you don't even know about. There's a lot that could have gone on that I don't even know about. I'm saying this. At least let's hear from the driver before we start jumping to conclusions. And, and you know, somebody was going at me on Twitter, and I said, listen, with all due respect, I just, just as soon hear the driver tell me what happened. Because that's, that's the only one that really matters. And you know what? We got one that tells us. And he, even if he blames it on him. I, I felt bad that he was taking so much accountability there. But you know what? That's how he felt. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he well, I don't up. think you, I don't think you should feel bad about it, how much he took, because that's that's what I appreciate most is, you know, I think the thing that frustrates me most as a sports fan or somebody that interviews these incredibly talented athletes is how defensive they can be at times. Yeah. And we got none of that there. No. We got complete accountability. There's no reason for me to be defensive or you to be defensive when he's not being defensive. All right. Total accountability right there for what happened. The fans should be frustrated and disappointed on Sunday. I can, I'm here to tell you after you listen to that, you weren't as frustrated and disappointed as he was. Right. You know, and that means something to me, and I, and I hope it means a lot to the fans as well. And I think a part of it also that, that feeds off of that disappointment, Mike, is – is a guy that loves the great state of Alabama as much as you do and as much as I do. From all accounts, the atmosphere Sunday in Talladega, Alabama, was electric. It was as strong of an audience uh, as or passion, pageantry, and just butts in the seats as we have seen. Marty Smith said it was the largest crowd he has seen since Dale Jr.'s daddy was driving there. Mm -hmm. and And obviously, Marty goes there every year, and... I think the weather was great. There's all this excitement. Dale Jr. won Daytona. You know, he's won five times here. Uh, he's, he's having a great year. 90% of the fans there want him to win. You know good and well, Mike, there is nowhere. I mean, people love him everywhere, but there's nowhere like the support that he has in the great state of Alabama. And I think that's part of why Jr. was so frustrated afterwards. It's like, man, I wanted to give these guys what they, what they came to see. There's something magnificent about seeing an Earnhardt lead at, at the restrictor plate tracks. I'm telling yeah. you, there's just a feeling that you never feel anywhere else. Right. When that 88 uh, is out front, just like when that 3 used to be out front at Talladega and Daytona, when it's out front, there's something electric about that. And Junior led laps on Sunday. And, you know, and, and it got yeah. to those feelings like, hey, here we go. We're back. We, you know, this is Junior at Talladega. Here's the one thing about Talladega and Daytona for that, you know, as far as that goes, but certainly Talladega that I've said for a long time. And, Taylor, you know I love that track. I love that state. I, I love yeah. that place. But you often end up leaving there hating it more than yeah. you love it. If you don't win that race, you usually hate it. There's no bigger swing of emotions for one racetrack than – at Talladega, because honestly, if you don't win it, there's a good chance you probably got wrecked or was it, or wrapped up in a wreck, and we've been in far too many of them where you're just like, 
what's the point of this place? I mean, yeah. we, we would have a good car. How many times have we had this strong car only be wrecked, only been, uh, end up on the back of a tow truck? And it's just such a demoralizing feeling. Um, maybe that played into yesterday. Maybe that's why Junior gambled and said, you know what, those guys are about to wreck. And, and you know what, he was right. But at that time, he pretty much had to lay in the bed that he made for himself. He was too far back to make a run for it. Um, maybe that had something to do with it. I mean, I, you know, but you know what? You make those decisions, and sometimes they don't always pan out for you. And, and he took ownership. He said he made the wrong decision. He wished he had it to do over again. Yeah, I mean, I, I, your guess is as good as mine as to, as to why he did that. Um, and even with eight laps remaining, as he's trying that outside, uh, outside lane, uh, the 98 gets in front of him, and he just drifts back. He loses the draft, and and you're one. All of us are wondering what's going on there. Uh, personally, I just thought, you know what? He's he's miscalculated how much time he has right. left. Right. He thinks he's going to be able to go back. Uh, he's not he's not going to make the outside work now that the 98's in front of him. So he's just going to start over again, try to get a new pack going, and get back out there to the front. And I think that's what. Personally, that's what I thought was going through his mind. At the same time, my, my mind was saying, you don't have enough time to do this. Right. That's this, is a mis- this is a mistake. But also, though, to what you just said, I absolutely expected everyone in the middle to be involved in a wreck there. With the package that we have right now, uh, given what we saw time and time again at Talladega yesterday, I absolutely expected there to be m- big one after big one after big one, especially if you were at the top of the racetrack. A- add this. Who thought you'd have a green-white checker there and there not be another green-white checker? Who, who thought that that was yeah. going to end like it did, uh, especially with a, a debris caution? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you didn't even get to race back to the checker. But I, honestly, and, and I'm just giving my opinion here, you know, I, people can sit there and say I'm, I'm defending Junior or whatever. But uh, the fact is is that I said out loud to uh, whoever was in the room that when I was watching that race, when the Jimmy Johnson wreck happened and it triggered, I don't know how many cars were in that wreck, but I said Junior is a genius. Yeah. And you know what? I wasn't the only one that said it. A lot of the people that are sitting there knocking him right now probably said the same thing. Junior's a genius. He sat there, and he waited back, and then that big wreck happened. And you want to know something? There's no way to know now, but there's a good chance Junior was going to be in that wreck, being yeah. that where it started, which I think right. was about 8th or ninth place, Junior restarted around 14th or 15th. I don't see him going from 14th or 15th in that amount of time up to where he would have been in front of that wreck. Now, I don't know. I can't yeah. prove it. I'm just saying it's a theory. Who knows? We'll never know. But there's a good chance he does get caught in that wreck. And there it was. He was in the back, and, and, and he avoided it. I thought he was going to be able to restart closer than what he did. As it turns out, I think he was only able to restart 23rd because a lot of the people that were in that wreck never lost a lap, yeah. uh, and, and nobody pitted. Right. You were too late in the race. So I said, well, that might have been a bit of a miscalculation. Um, I think he also thought that that wreck was going to happen a little sooner because when he actually went back, he said it to TJ. He goes, they're about to wreck, and TJ agreed. I mean, there, there, was, there were four wide. There was a lot of bumping going on. That wreck, I think he anticipated happening before it actually did, and he certainly didn't anticipate it happening with Jimmy Johnson losing control of a car all by himself. So th- th- it was a gamble that he took that may not have played out exactly the way he did it. Now, the second run where he restarts 23rd or whatever, he goes to the outside, he gets bogged down. That's the one that I think people have the most problem with is because it, when he went back again, I think that's he what lost he the has the most problem and with. I think, yeah. and, and, and by that time, it's what I said, you're pretty much stuck with what you've, had, you've got. You know you're not going to go win the race now. You pretty much had left with the bed that you've made for yourself. I think that's the position Junior was in. It, it sucked, 
but that's what we were left with. No, I understand. I understand what you're saying, Mike. Uh, Ultimately, he screwed up and he took accountability. As you said, maybe too much accountability, but he took accountability for screwing up. Uh, He laid back. He should have gone up there, tried to, you know, compete for the win or get as many spots as he could have. Uh, He had a car that looked like it was capable of winning the race. And, uh, you know, it, it was a bad – ultimately the wrong decision was made and it was a bad result and he feels awful about it. Yeah. And that, that. and I appreciate the fact that he's taken so much accountability. Let's move on. Let's get ready for Kansas. Put it in the rearview mirror. This team has been incredible this year. He's been incredible this year. It was a bad day. He took uh, a tremendous amount of responsibility for it. Let's move on. Let's see if we can get a win in Kansas. All right, before we get into Reaction Theater, don't forget about Spy's exclusive deal for Dirty Mo Radio listeners. Go online to spyoptic.com and check out Dale Jr.'s signature Spy 88 collection. It includes the Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farah for the ladies. Is that right, Mike? Farah for the ladies? Farah, F-A-R-R-A-H. Farah. There you go. Enter discount code DALIA. That's DALIA. D A L E Y E A H at checkout and receive twenty percent off your purchase. We receive we appreciate your support of Dirty Mo Radio and Spy. Now go get yourself a pair of signature eighty eight collection sunglasses today, right after the podcast, of course. And again, that code is Dale Yeah. Dale Yeah. Let's go to Reaction Theater. Hey Junior, I need your help. Playoffs are here for the NHL. I need to know who's going to win the Stanley Cup. You know, place a bet and all since. You know, you were making predictions about the big wreck, big wreck, big wreck. You know, I thought maybe you could help a brother out, you know, because Jimmy Johnson caused a wreck or two. He's still finished in front of you. Quit laying back. Get up there. You're you're like T-Rex arms there, hoagie. You know, reach out there and grab yourself a victory, boy. <laughs> Hang in there. Let's go. Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah. That might have been just where it got real for Dale Jr. He just got compared to Hogue. Yeah. His yeah. racing, his on-track. Worse uh, than anything that He happened, just got huh? compared to Hogue. He, like, that never mm-hmm. happens. I'm picking the Bruins, by the way. Uh, let's go to the next one. I am so pissed, and I am going to have to stay off Twitter for days. If I see one more damn tweet that Dale Jr. gave up or quit on this race, I'm going to have to push somebody through Twitter. It's ridiculous to think that he gave up on anything. Be a fan, Junior Nation. Be a fan. Yeah. Mike Davis, there's a lot of wonderful things about Twitter. I'm a good friend of mine, David Glenn, who uh, runs the ACC Sports Journal and syndicated throughout North Carolina, great talk show host. He, he said something that stuck with me. He said, Taylor, 90% of the people listening to you are the majority that will never, ever uh, go crazy and wild. He said those 10% are on Twitter and message boards and all this place, and they're screaming and yelling, and they're, they're great. They're the ones that are most positive, and they're the ones that are most negative. But you got you got to remember that ninety percent that are not yelling and screaming at you that are always going to be supportive. So yeah. we do always appreciate all the people that listen to us each week that are so loyal, but would never call in and scream and yell. Well, I, I could tell you this. You know, I, I read a lot of it, the fan reaction, and again, I will never discourage somebody for having an opinion. But uh, if you don't discourage me from thinking that some of them are incorrect and wrong, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's right. And, and, and I can either express that or I don't. I mean, yeah. there's nothing that Dale Jr. did that suggests he quit. He picked wrong. Yeah. Uh, and, and, he, and, he, and he chose wrong, and that's okay. That's, uh, that's, that happens. Yeah. But he never quit. No, and, and I can't believe anybody that really I, – I, I can't take them seriously, anybody that says that. No, you said it. They, he chose wrong. That's it. What do we have next? 
anyone questioning Dale Jr.'s effort in that race just needs to stop. If you watched that whole race, you knew it was hard to pass. You knew there was nowhere to go. They were stacked up four deep. It had nothing to do with lack of effort. It had everything to do with coming down for pit, coming into pit, and being bogged down by all that traffic. They should have never pitted. Well, and again, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's in, in hindsight, of course. Listen, those guys knew that they should have pitted when it happened. Yeah. They, they said it on the radio, Stevie and Junior both. Junior was like, uh, man, we should have pitted right there. And Steve's like, yep, well, if I could – if we could drive through the grass, we'd do it right now. That's exactly what he said. They knew it at the yeah. time. And so, uh, but what are you going to do? I mean, uh, he had to make a pit stop today. Now, there's some people that say he should have gambled. And uh, I, here's my thought to that, Taylor, and I don't even know what your thought is to it. But the fact is, is gambling at Talladega on running out of fuel <laughs> is really different than gambling anywhere else. Because <laughs> yeah. if you gamble and are wrong you're at like Talladega. Car, yeah. You're like Carl Edwards as a tire going down. You put your arm out the window like you did yeah. you yesterday. And and listen, I, I appreciate that Carl was trying to be unselfish there. Carl, don't ever put your arm out no. the window at Talladega, okay? Yeah. If you run out of gas at Talladega, the advice I would give to you is hold on and close your eyes because this <laughs> exactly. is about to be a big ride. Well, many people saw David Reagan's ride on SportsCenter. Yeah. Uh, what does Dado have to say? Well, coming back from Talladega, I got a new word that is pending in the Urban Dictionary. It's called latarded. It's when you have a chance to win the race, you should win the damn race, and at the end you it up because of terrible damn pit strategy, and you end up in the 20s. Example, man, did you see Junior fly around that track? It was awesome. Yeah, but then we got latarded. I can't wait to dad old 2015. Boom! Come on, Steve. I'm fat and happy right now. If you make me start running again and I get in shape, I will be livid, Steve. Livid. Hmm. Steve, hey, Stevie uh, gets those calls right a lot more than he ever gets them wrong. I'll tell you that. And I don't know anybody in this world that gets them all right. No, and uh, again, I just think Dale Jr. took total accountability, total responsibility for the race uh, afterwards, and I think we have to leave it at that. He's disappointed in the decision that he made. We appreciate, at least I appreciate, I know you do too, Mike, uh, the accountability he took for the race. I don't think we need to go uh, blaming a bunch of others. Who else we got? Well, that sucked. Not much to say other than first race of the year where I'm disappointed in both crew chief and the driver. Latart, looking back at it, probably shouldn't have pitted there for fuel, and Junior just couldn't make his moves that he can normally make at the end of those races. Um, doesn't mean we've lost hope or faith in the team, but disappointing for today, and that's just being honest. And that's fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, that's just being – and that's fine. I think you should feel that way after that day. And, you know, it's, it's one bad race, and you move on to Kansas. What's next? Yeah, this is my first time calling, and uh, unfortunately because I'm devastated and embarrassed by this performance. Biggest chicken shit race I've ever seen him run. I mean, what's he going to do? If he wrecks, he's going to finish 30-something instead of the 26 he ran? What do you do? I thought this was supposed to be a year where he's going to run it for everything it's worth because he's won that first race. I mean, he looked like he took his ball and went home. I know that Davis and the rest of the guys at Dirty Mall are going to try to spin this in a positive light, but it's bullshit. They need to call a spade a spade. Next week, better race with pride. It makes me feel like I'm proud to be his fan again. All right. Well, can I go first? Yeah. Play that again, Amanda. Let's play this again. Because I, 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 did he say, if you wreck, whoopty do? Is that what he said? 
Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, it doesn't really matter if you wreck and finish 36. It doesn't matter that you wreck and finish 28. Go back to the end car of David Reagan, by the way. And he took quite a jolt. Huge. I'm sorry. Again, I respect your opinion, but the fact of the matter is it's not whip you do if the guy wrecks, okay? It's not. It's not just a, It's just not you move on to another race. Uh, listen, there's a guy in there uh, that, one, is probably more susceptible now to these knocks now that he's had two concussions. Who's just say the next one isn't the one that ends his career, okay? I, and, and, again, I, don't, I wasn't even planning on to take this defense because I don't know that a lot of people care that – you know, Junior's got these concussion stuff. But the fact of the matter is, look, if you want him to race, I, I understand that I wanted him to race. Don't ever, don't ever sit there and act like that the guy in that seat doesn't matter and that if he wrecks, he wrecks or whatever. It's, it's, it's not the way it is. I take offense to that. Anyways, I, I'm done there. <laughs> Taylor, you got anything to say to that? <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think there's much to add, my friend. Uh, let's go to the next one. And I don't know what to say. I was very disappointed today. Love you, Junior. But that was, I don't know, are you out there to race or are, are you just out there to ride around? I know saving the car, those cars cost a lot of money, but Johnson wrecked twice and he finished ahead of you. Don't understand it. Hopefully we have a better result next week. Again, a lot of frustration uh, this week on uh, Reaction Theater. We have heard frustration before. We have heard jubilation before, and that's what makes the forum uh, what we appreciate most about the forum, we don't always have to agree with or disagree with uh, with what is said, but um, listen, there's no question it was a bad day. And I, again, the thing that I keep saying, the thing I appreciate most about Junior is how disappointed he is that he let the fans down, the yeah. people that care about him down. And whether um, the fans are right or wrong in their perception of what happened, the fact that Junior cares about that means a lot to me. Hey, let's uh, go. Hold on a second. Hey, Amanda, are we giving away sunglasses today? Uh, no. Would I have been a candidate for this? If, if we were giving away uh, happy For the Lance angriest sunglasses. person, somebody yeah. that needs for to be angriest. happy again. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Man, I wish we were giving some away. I could have got me some there. But you can go and uh, get your 20% off. Yeah, yeah you could. Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Well, Junior Nation, all I got to say is all you have to do is watch the replay of David Reagan inside the car and realize we don't want our driver's brain scrambled like that. So, you know, to drive up there and to try to finish 15th from 26 just didn't make a whole lot of sense in my eyes. Go get him at Kansas next week. Dale, yeah. I have to say, I think the world of David Reagan. I think he's a great guy. He listens to this podcast quite a bit. Um, he's he's somebody that has uh, gone through some tough adversity as a, as a driver. He won that race last year, and I was, uh, man, I, I was over the moon for him, just given what he's gone through, you know, losing his ride at Roush and now at the small team. Uh, but watching that on SportsCenter on Sunday night, uh, his in-car camera, it was, whew, I tell you what, I, it is, it's tough to be out there and handle that. I mean, he was getting hit from all directions out there. It's, to your point, Mike, it's, it's a lot to ask just to ask people to go out there and wreck. Uh, that's, that's not something anybody wants to be part of. Hey, here's, here's all you needed to know. Do you need, did you notice how many cup drivers are in the Nationwide Series race? Not many. Two. Yeah. And one of them was David Reagan. Yeah. The other was Casey Kane, who was driving for us. Now, yeah. David Reagan was in contention for when Casey was as well, but Casey got wrapped in the race. Now, why do you think those cup drivers aren't running the Nationwide Series race? Yeah. That's all you got to know. Congratulations to Elliot Sadler, by the way, on the, uh, on yeah, the win. Yeah, good for him. Good for Let's, him and that team. I, you know what? I, I would have loved for Regan to win that race, obviously, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Elliot as well. Absolutely. We got any more, Amanda? That's it. That's all, all we got. All right. There you go. Uh, Dale, yeah, that'll do it. 
<laughs> Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Ahead this week on Dirty Mo Radio, on Wednesday, it's Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. This will be good. Kelly is joined by Keelan's mom, Delana Harvick. Now that will be fun to listen to, oh, yeah. Kelly and Delana. Friday, check out JRM 360, the podcast. Hopefully no one is in danger of being pranked this week. Mike Davis, let me just tell you this. I, I don't have the capability of pulling off the stuff that you do. You're one of the more creative people I've ever met. I'm here to tell you, you're in real danger, pal. Like ah. it, That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But I'm just telling you as your friend, like every person that works there on a full-time basis is out to get you right now. Every <laughs> single one of them. And you're going on vacation this week. Yeah. You may come back and like your <laughs> office may be in a different building or something. I I'd just be careful if I were you. Because of how creative and how hilarious you are, you know, you might have something coming back at you. That's I, all I'm I have nothing to do with it. Yeah. I'm just saying to watch out. I don't sweat them. But okay. you know what? It's really Amanda's fault. Well, she had that idea? Yeah, what did I do? it's all Amanda. She, you're the no, producer. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that for one Amanda second. Amanda edits it. She shoots it. Yeah, she's behind no, all that stuff. You know, you know what's she's funny? the common denominator and all that. What's funny is that on Twitter, when he's talking about this stuff, I'm his partner in crime, and, ah. and you know, everything yeah. is sunshine yeah. and roses. But then <laughs> yeah. he turns on me when we yeah. get on a podcast. Hey, listen. This, uh, yeah, this week on JRM 360, you'll see uh, Tyler Overstreet standing in front of Davis's house with it burning to the ground, <laughs> going, <laughs> here's your prank. You want to know something funny? I was talking talking to my dad on the phone last night and he says uh i said you know they were on vacation this past weekend and i said did you ever get a chance to watch 360 you know it got a lot of views it was the most watched 360 we've ever had by the way i don't know if you know that <laughs> i but, believe it but i said what did you think he goes you know i didn't like it <laughs> and i said what? <laughs> and he goes no i don't like it when you prank people he goes yeah. i always i felt bad for that guy and i said dad yeah. don't feel bad for tyler and he goes no I, I i don't like it when you prank people and uh you know i just want you to know that <laughs> so all right well thank yeah. you <laughs> well it's funny because i think a lot of people share the way your dad feels but to your point it was the most viewed 360 you've ever had so yeah. obviously it was a good idea it was very funny tyler had uh, it coming anyways on mondays we recap the full weekend as well for junior motorsports nationwide and late model teams and dale sprint cup series run of course coming up from kansas all right let's get out of here let's throw the white flag white flag right there white flag all right i'm gonna attempt and read the white flag here taylor but i, I gotta tell you hoag wrote it and he also put it in a font that i'm not very appreciative uh -oh. of so let's uh -oh. see if we can do this hoag says uh Hoag says, Hoag is not here to read the white flag today, so I'll give this my best shot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dale Jr. has a light week heading into the race at Kansas. Tomorrow he's got some film work to do for Earnhardt Outdoors with his sister Kelly and his brother Carrie at Dirty okay. Mo Acres. On Thursday when arriving to Kansas, Dale Jr. is visiting Seaman High School. Is that really what it's called, Seaman High School? How's it spelled? I, I don't even want to tell you. Home of the Vikings for <laughs> appearance with the National Guard. There is no nationwide race this weekend. They are on a break until next week in Iowa. By the way, Taylor, speaking of Iowa, Austin Terrio in the Spy Dirty Mo Radio car. This is not in the script. I just wanted to get excited about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dale Jr. will be sporting the number 88 National Guard on Saturday night in Kansas for the Sprint Cup race. That's right. Saturday night racing in the land of Oz, folks. <laughs> no, he didn't write that. Green flag is set to drop at 7.30 p.m. Eastern <laughs> with coverage on Fox. There is nothing else to ramble on about. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And as always, fill in witty tagline here. <laughs> <laughs>
Togue. That's, uh, the laziest writing I've ever seen. Do you want to know something he missed, though? And Hogue is a terrible public re- relations man right now. He did not point out the whole nationwide sponsorship that we Yeah, well, write. I was about to say. Well, no, I was going to finish that off by saying this. My daughter, Katie, always pokes fun at Junior for saying, Nationwide is on your side. Uh, but the other day when she learned of this new sponsorship, she said, my goodness, Nationwide is really on your side. That, that's and that right. is the case. Congratulations yeah. to everybody involved with that and uh, proud to have Nationwide aboard. Yeah, the great partners. And we are so excited they're stepping up on the cup program. And, uh, man, we've got a lot more years of great commercials coming your way, folks. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, happy days. Uh, we'll be here again, I have no doubt, as we get ready for Kansas. Have a great vacation, Mike Davis. Thank you you certainly need it. Thanks to uh, Amanda Troutman, to Dale Jr. For Mike Hogue, everybody else, I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. The Dale Jr. Download is presented by Spy. To see Dale Jr.'s signature Spy 88 collection, head to spyoptic.com.